You're listening to the Conversations with Kids Peace podcast. Advice, information, and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children, adults, and those who love them. Now, here's your host. The Conversations with Kids Peace podcast is sponsored by Spyglass Solutions, a nationally recognized management consulting group with comprehensive experience in the challenges of the healthcare field. Learn more at spyglasssolutions.org slash conversations. Hello and welcome to our podcast series, Conversations with Kids Peace. I'm Bob Martin. I recall many years ago seeing a comedian say that line for the first time that being an adult is not all it's cracked up to be. And I recall the audience roaring with laughter because even the best jokes or the lamest have a kernel of truth inside them. Having to navigate the world of adulthood for the first time, it's exhilarating, it's frustrating, it's puzzling, it's scary. And a lot of times it's all those things all at the same time. And I'm betting that a lot of us leaned on our families and trusted friends to advise us on that learning experience. That's not always an option for young people preparing to age out of foster care. And that need brings us to today's conversation, a program to help kids in this situation with knowledge and encouragement as they prepare to take that giant leap away from childhood and into their next adventure. It's called Adulting 101, and Kids Pieces' Ariel Hellman is the driving force behind it. Ariel is the supervisor of child and family treatment and support services at our foster care office in Kingston, New York. She joins us via Zoom. Ariel, thanks for being on the podcast with us. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Let's begin by, um, I want to begin by asking how... If, if you can explain how you identified this gap in knowledge among kids who are either aged out or going to be aging out of foster care. So um, I have, a, I've had a lot of roles at Kids Peace over the years. I didn't start out as a supervisor. I was an intern and then a case manager and, um, you know, got my clinical license while I was at Kids Peace. And so I've been here for a little over seven years. And when I started, I worked with a lot of variety of teenagers. And seven years later, I've actually watched them age out of foster care and sort of been able to observe and notice their outcomes and how, um, you know, how the team worked with them. Um, and I noticed a pattern of a gap in skills, um, in an ability, in an, in an inability to, um, plan for their future. Cause they were always dealing with crisis. So every single day, um, you know, was facing today's challenge and wasn't really an ability to think about the future. Um, so they had to really be in the here and now, um, and we're trying to, you know, carve out some time for them to start thinking about planning about their future. You mentioned this. A lot of times these kids are just dealing with crisis all the time. Are there other reasons why you feel that they might be at a disadvantage in terms of life skills compared to uh, others in their cohort? 
Yeah, I mean, kids in foster care are kind of always in limbo. Um, they are wondering, will they return to their biological parents? If so, when? Will anyone in my family step up for me? If so, when? Um, you know, will I be adopted? Will I move foster homes? You know, when is this all going to happen? So, um, you know, they have a little bit of a resistance to learning the way new families do things. Uh, there's this um, hesitancy to adapt to a new family when you think maybe tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, returning back to my my family of origin. Um, and, you know, that works vice versa as well. Like, uh, foster parents and biological parents, they might think that um, the child already knows something, you know, something's basic. Like um, we see younger kids all the time who, you know, of course they know how to tie their shoe. They're five. And, you know, that might just be a gap that they missed um, based off of transitioning so many times in their life. So these little gaps, you know, um, end up as large gaps in, in older adulthood. And everybody kind of just assumes they already had the knowledge and had the understanding and, um, and they don't know how to ask for it. So. And that brings us to, you know, the identification, uh, the identification of the gap, which you've just uh, described. And now we have the adulting 101 effort to try to fill that. Um, explain to us a little bit, maybe a, a top line level. How is this effort structured? So um, every Tuesday night, we gather at the Kids Peace office. Um, we're very grateful to be able to be in person again. Um, and we meet at the office from 6 to 7.30. We have a collaboration of efforts for transportation with different um, service providers, foster parents, um, and some kids ride their bike there. Um, so, And we have a rotating set of four staff that are um, all from the Children and Family Treatment Support Services team, CFTSS, and um, two clinicians and two um, supportive staff. And so we always have a facilitator and a co-facilitator in the room. Um, the program is set out for 10 months, and it's based off of a curriculum that was developed in Massachusetts called PIA, uh, Preparing uh, Adolescents for Young Adulthood. And we sort of adapted that um, curriculum to our foster care uh, population and made it fit their needs. Um, and we spread it out over 10 months. And each month we have a lecture, a guest speaker, a field trip, and a movie night. Um, so we really try to mix up the, the patterns and the ways that we're hands-on teaching. So we're not just always lecturing and talking. Um, you know, teenagers are you know, up to their ears with schoolwork and preparing for college and all of these responsibilities. So we really try to um, mix it in with a little bit of fun. And um, it shifts from topic to topic. So we have um, pre-tests and post-tests. Um, and one of the major pre-tests is the Casey Life Skills, which is a um, uh, a screening tool for teenagers that's been in application for a long time now and has continued to develop over the years. And it had already been um, administered every October. 
so the way that this program worked is actually we'll be readministering the Casey Life Skills evaluation to the same children that we did last October, this October, and we're hoping to see a real um, change in outcome, um, as well as um, these children have the ability to identify major goals of their own based off of the results of the Casey Life Skills. And that brings me to my other question. I was really wondering how how is the effort being received by the kids? As you mentioned, um, it's it's really quite a different mindset from what they uh, they kind of deal with all the time, both as teenagers and and dealing with the foster care system. How are they? Uh, how, what kind of feedback are you getting from them so far? Really surprisingly well, um, you know, teenagers often give you the cold shoulder, kind of make you feel uncool, uh, especially when you present something that you think is good for them. So, um, you know, we, we started the program off with a month for them to get to know each other and to familiarize themselves with each other and did a couple really cool um, therapeutic activities that allowed them to see how much they had in common. Um, you know, we have some other children in our programs who are community-based, but we kind of encourage this to be a foster care only group because there's no other community that these children are going to have that they're the only, you know, that foster care is the common theme that brings them together. Um, and so it's been uh, really amazing how they have benefited from that right off the bat. And I think it was a really great decision to start off the program in that way. So they understood that they were a community um, and they, ended, you know, they ended up easing up and admitting that they really wanted to know how to be successful in their future and, and break some of their familial and historical patterns. Um, so it's been, it's been really, really positive from their end. I can't I, I can imagine that it, it really is great that you begin with that sort of what I would term team building, you know, getting to know, getting to realize there are other people in that um, particular uh, set of situations and that you're kind of all doing it together. And there's a, there's a certain level of comfort and maybe openness to uh, to what they uh, what they need to learn, um, where, as you say, you know, a lot of times teenagers do kind of say, I, I think I know everything right now. Thanks a lot. You know, I'm going, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, anything about this program now that you've been, this is the first, uh, uh, I believe it's the first sort of uh, flight of these 10 months. Anything so far that's surprised you? Um, like I was saying before, I think everybody keeps coming. Um, you know, we kind of thought that maybe we'd have some kids that might sort of reject the idea or avoid us or start skipping more frequently. But I mean, we've had almost 100% um, attendance since we started, and we're now in month three. Um, we notice a lot more excitement each week about what they're learning, what's going to happen next week, what's for dinner next week, um, a lot of engagement um, and responsiveness. Um, and, you know, I think the other thing is that like, there's been so much staff involvement that everybody in the office is excited and they sort of, um, give updates at our staff meetings and everybody's all like, Oh yeah, what's happening next week. And, you know, um, tell me about how my, the client that I work with was engaged in this group. And so, um, it's also bringing our staff together in some ways, as well as bringing this group of clients together. 
Should have mentioned that we, uh, you know, the, the, the programs involve everything from obviously finance, but also um, nutrition, which again, I think all of us would look back and said, wish I had more, more training on that when I was a young person. Um, I'm actually well- glad you mentioned that because um, that was another thing that surprised me this week is I sort of always ask everybody at group, um, you know, are you learning this in school? What's your background in it? I try, you know, try to not just say, I know you don't know these things. You know, what do you know? What do you have to offer in this subject? And surprisingly, um, we're starting the month this month in nutrition. And um, the kids all said they aren't aren't having a lot of um, school efforts to, to share any nutritional health with them. So that was a big surprise to me and uh, a reminder to always be asking what they already know. And, and also maybe a little bit of a, a, a goad, shall we say, to uh, other to, to the education system, that there may be some gaps that kids actually would like to see them fill um, that can help them be better adults. Um, this program was funded initially by an internal grant from the senior leadership uh, group here at Kids Peace. And you recently addressed that group about the program. What was your message to them? Uh, I mean, my my first message is just thank you so much because it's been such a fulfillment for me as a clinician and as a Kids Peace staff. I really enjoy doing this. It makes me excited to come to work on Tuesday nights. Um, but also, you know, a huge thank you because I think this is really going to fill a gap in, in services. I think these clients are really going to um, feel supported by this program um, and feel a unique connection to each other, um, hopefully build connections that they'll be able to take beyond uh, their involvement with Kids Peace. Um, And, you know, I really hope that this program can continue because it really was such um, an honor to um, present to the the SLT team um, and be acknowledged in this way and for all of our clients to be acknowledged. Um, And then the last thing is that I really enjoyed um, collaborating with the team. I got several messages from different uh, senior leadership Uh, team members, and they supported me in efforts that they've, you know, done similarly throughout their programs. And, um, you know, so it's just been um, really exciting from start to finish. And I'm definitely very grateful. It's a a wonderful program, obviously. And I think they're all very proud of their role in in helping make it uh, a reality. We ask each of our guests for a life hack. This can be a favorite saying, an inspirational quote, maybe just a tip on doing something around the house a little bit better. Um, Ariel, what's your life hack for us today? Um, so I uh, I love my grandfather. He's 95 years old right now, and he's always been an inspiration to me. He's still working at 95 years old. Um, he's really a wonderful guy. And throughout my entire life, he's always said quality over quantity. And I think that that's really something that has um, been ingrained in me, but also something that I truly believe in. Um, I definitely take it to work every day. Um, I think you can show up every day, but if you're not present, you know, the your clients that you work with, the staff that you work with aren't going to benefit in the same way that they are if you're giving your full quality. Um, and so um, I really try to adhere by that and apply it into all all the ways of life that I can. 
It's funny, you know, as you were saying that, I thought to myself, when we've talked to clients in all of our programs, so at the continuum of care, um, we never hear them talk about, I, these are the number of clinicians that worked with me, but they'll talk about the one that really resonated with them. So to your point, quality is better in many ways than simply quantity. So thank you for sharing that. Ariel Hellman is the supervisor of child and family treatment and support services at Kid at Kids Peace Foster Care in Kingston, New York. Ariel, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Bob. And thank you all for joining us as well. And we look forward to having you join us again for more conversations with Kids Peace. Until then, take care. <laughs>